a small business or solo entrepreneur looking for more of our presence online? Technology is ever-changing, and with more and more people spending most of their time on screens, it's important to have your brand out and about, getting the most exposure possible. Worried about not having a big budget for website design or social media? At Edwards Managed Technology Computer Consulting, we cater to every business or solar entrepreneur's individual needs to come up with a plan that works for your product and your wallet. Interested in learning about how we can manage your online presence so that you can spend your time doing what you love to do instead? Visit www.emtcc.net to make an appointment or give us a call at 1-888-551-2770. Mention R&B Talks for 10% off your appointment. Remote and on-site options available. Sup. 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 You know, I hate that, actually. I do, too. I think it's just stupid. It's like, why would you just say sup? Sup. It's such a dumb word. Because you're lazy. <laughs> I guess. But it just sounds You can't ignorant. say, what's up? I know. It's just... just so, this, anyway. Here's one I hate even more. Ready? Sup, bruh. What? Yeah. <laughs> R&B Talks here. I'm Brian. And this is Reggie. Hello. Hey. We, we won't... Sup you <laughs> any longer? You know the here's the thing about bruh. Like only reason I use that is when I'm really like making fun of it. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm never using that as like a real like I think that's a hip thing to do. It's really because I think it's idiotic, and I'm just using it to make fun of it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So so because it happens all the time. I'm like, well, bruh. But it's like I'm just saying that just to be an ass it's well it's it's other words too like uh i was at the grocery store the other day and i asked a guy for something and he this is what he said he goes raw i think he was trying to say right but he goes raw and i was like uh i was like y'all right i was like sup bruh yate <laughs> it's, 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 it's dude it's idiocracy all over again man it's i'm just, telling you dude just, that, that movie was such a that movie was funny was was a very much a predictor <laughs> <laughs> what about people that speak in uh in a uh, text abbreviations man those people met i'm it's so maddening <laughs> laugh out loud no do we all run around laughing out loud all the time? Not like that. <laughs> Is that all the time happening? Is that something that, you know, cause everybody I know that if I send them something and they think it's funny, I get an LOL. Like, like they're, that's just become the response. Yeah. It's it's not literal at all. Yeah. And I'm like, or is it ROFL? Yeah. Ruffle. Rolling on the floor laughing. Really? Yeah. Are you? So right now you're currently, on the floor laughing. And you, you managed said, to text me ROFL. Yeah, you, you just said you were a target. So that's like, right. <laughs> are you getting arrested? <laughs> are people staring at you? <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense, man. Uh, no. But, but okay, the text thing, we've, there's been periods of communication mediums where you shorten the, you know, sounds and stuff in order to like make your point across. Like, you know, and yeah. when you, when they were using like Morse code and all that stuff, I mean, you're not, you're not spelling out everything. You're yeah. just trying to get your point across. Right. But like, I think the key word there is code. Well, yeah. Like I, it had a purpose. It did, it did have, a, <laughs> but I guess that's what they're saying. Like, you know, before when you had those three 
when it was just a dial pad, right? And you had to like every every number had like three letters. Oh, uh, T9 texting? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, See what I'm saying? Worst. I mean, like, okay. The worst. You wanted to shorten that because you didn't want to go put one, three times for C. Yeah. Two times for E. <laughs> Man. I wow. I know. know. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And if you had to spell cab, you were just jacked. Because all three letters were on the same number. So you're so just pounding yeah, one, trying to figure it out. Did, 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 did. <laughs> yeah, I missed it. You know? Yeah. Well, I think abbreviations started with, I remember when email first started getting hot and I would get emails and it would have, I guess you would call it an emoticon at the end where it was like a, like an ampersand and a, and a, a uh, semicolon and that was supposed to represent something. I always thought they had a tiny seizure at the end of their email because I had no idea for a year like what that meant. I would get an email and be like, did they not learn punctuation in high school? I mean, is there no... Dude, did you... I guess you maybe you didn't. Um, in beginning coding, right, you did this like... Uh, what what was it? VB? No, it was a VB script. Anyway, but it's that old like eight bit looking thing where you they make a picture out of the le- certain. Yes, my wife told me that she used to do that when she was a kid. Yeah, I was like, dude. <laughs> oh man, like when I mean I remember when when I first got into, uh, well not when I first got into but when it finally got to that point when I was in high school about modems and hooking up and you you were being you were doing text chat through the phone to your buddy and it was like. You know, it took you like 45 minutes to even connect. And it's like by that time, you could have just picked up the phone and had a conversation seven times over. But Do you remember the thing where you took your phone and you set it down on the thing? Yep. Uh, dude. Oh, my gosh. What was that called again? Modem. I mean, it was. Was that a modem? It was still a modem. Dial up modem, baby. The most annoying noise in the world. Bang, 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 bang. And I was like, you always wondered if something bad was happening. <laughs> Man, I mean, just pulling up like websites on that stuff, you're like, you'd, you'd hit it and it would be like, you, you knew you were going to wait, you know, at least seven to 10 minutes just, just for the website to out, come just up. Wait, yeah, you're just waiting, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> you're and, like, okay. And then the, how very limited the websites were, right? Like there were no, whatever you, most of them, whatever you got on the surface page of the site was all you got. Oh, remember the forums? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, like it was all about message boards and forums and stuff, yep. you know. Yep. It then it got days. then it became about online chat, which I never understood online chat. But but I kind of look at online chat like I look at online dating, like it was really. I mean, you got to be pretty trustful to believe whatever's coming at you across online chat. Yeah, well, look, dude, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I I married one that I met through eHarmony, so I can't really say. Too yeah, much. but eHarmony is a little different because you got to see like a picture of the person. Well, that's true. Like in the, the like old, old school dating sites. Yeah, it was just like, like it was I'm just this. chat. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm just blonde, this. six one, one hundred and thirty pounds. Are you? Because I can't see you. <laughs> is, that the, is that both sides of you, or just <laughs> <laughs> is that Jekyll or Hyde? Which one is it? Right. So. Oh. But no, man, I, I don't know, man. It's just this, like even my my kids, man, the, the, they'll catch them talking in text. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not answering your question because if you can't talk to me in real real words. No, 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 dude. You know, if anybody comes up to me and goes, oh, LOL, I'll be like, oh, my God. 
Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I, you're fired. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you're fired. I can't deal with you anymore. It's a different thing, man. I mean, it's just, it's totally different how people are communicating these days than when we were. <sighs> well, you know, here's what it is, man. Yeah. So again, I officiated a wedding. You know, and as long as you officiated it correctly. I, f- I feel like, you know, I had some hiccups. It's the first time I ever did it, right? But I feel like we got through it. I feel like it was good. Uh, I feel like uh, the couple that got married are solid, right? Like, I feel like it's it was just a good experience all the way around, you know. Um, it's It's a different look when that kind of authority is involved, right? Like, I'm pronouncing you man and wife and you 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 want to take that seriously right like you don't want to be like man look good you got married get hissed up do you yeah do you yeah sweet no you don't want to do that but yeah you know but it was cool i really enjoyed it like it was something fun and i think my wife probably gonna try to get me started business man there ain't i'm gonna officiate you yeah i don't think so i could do all kinds of weddings yeah but i just don't want to I, I wouldn't want to do that because a for one I couldn't marry just anybody. Well, and that's kind of where that's, I'm that's thinking. The problem is it's you know. It's, well, but Mike, you know, I probably get taken to the Supreme Court because there's some people I'm gonna be like, nah, bruh, nah, nah, sup, bruh, nah. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> what was it? This one, uh, this one chick who married herself. How in the name of Pete Lincoln? And Julie, I forgot what they happen? called it, but it was something. Self-marriage. And, uh, and I just thought, what? People are freaking nuts, dude. Well, I guess if they were like, a, what do they call them? A two-spirit person? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But why, I mean, there isn't even a marriage. I mean, marriage. <laughs> Never mind. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it was just like one of those where, okay, yeah, you, you're marrying a, 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 a an insect or, or whatever. Okay, that's obviously heinous and stupid yourself i don't think you firmly grasp the definition of marriage but you know whatever i don't think you grasp grasp the definition of sanity at no that you point. know well look there like, this is this is what i don't understand about people right now okay like it's it's generally you argue with a fool you're going to get a foolish outcome it doesn't really matter you're never going to get anywhere with a fool yeah so in today's society how many times would you really have any kind of debate with I mean, because it's it's all foolish. I mean, I've, there's a, been many a time oh. that I've been in a situation where I realize that this is this is dropping pennies down a well, right? Like you're never going to get a response other than the plop of it hitting the back of their brain, oh, and they're still not understanding it. So yeah. you just kind of got you have to know when to say this is not going anywhere. So we're going to stop, right? Like we're going to, but I mean. Marrying yourself. Could I, I would like to see the proposal. Yeah. I'm sure think? it was very lavish. Oh. Mm, you're looking good today. Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> now, every time I open my eyes, I'm going to visualize you doing that. <laughs> Sexy beast, you. You know? What He's, the hell, man? Hey, man, if you need to use self-affirmations, it's okay. I'm cool, right? I'm not well, mad myself. I mean, look, man, you. <laughs> look, it's okay to tell yourself. You have to anyway. Sometimes when you get beat down, you're like, okay, no, I'm good. I'm all right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but like, 
Mary, it, it, it would never cross my mind to think, you know, that would be a great idea. You <laughs> know what's going to come next, right? <sighs> marrying someone and they don't know you're marrying them. Being like, oh, by the way, I married you 10 years ago. I want to divorce you and take half your crap. I don't even know who you are, right? Like it's going to be this, this hyper level of ridiculous that we see right now. And when I say hyper level, I mean, there have been things as of late that I have seen that I've just gone. I'm going to say it. What in the hell is going on? Like what, where, what conversation did you have with someone? And they looked at you and went, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> who, a, who affirmed you? Who gave you the sub, bro? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> did you clarify your position with anybody that was remotely intelligent? Were you talking about yourself in the third person? So they might have thought you were talking about someone else. I'm not really sure. Like, I, you know, I guess again, if you're like a two spirit person, maybe, you know, I'm sorry, but that's the, even, that's the, that of all of the make believe, uh, uh, pronouns that are, that are my favorites. Two spirit person is my favorite. You, you, you're, what you're telling me is you're possessed by two souls and you have to ingratiate both of them. You know, they have a, a, a literally a, Diagnosis. That's called psycho. It's your schizophrenic. Yeah. No, Reggie, that's being insensitive. They're a two spirit no, person. I don't care if I'm insensitive. That's what about what, what about the ones that have like the multiple personality disorders? They have like a thirty eight spirit person. Is that possible? No, I didn't think so. I was just they're crazy. Know, I just wanted to make sure. Right? They so, need help. There it is. All right. So news today: Hamas uh, terrorists are turning themselves over in mass to Israel because Netanyahu has cranked down tight on them. Um, apparently, quite a few Hamas terrorists have showed up at the Israel border with their hands up saying, yo, bro, we're good. Sup, bro? Okay. I Because if you think about it this way, Hamas had this little strip. Yeah. And really, the only thing between them and the rest of the world was a body of water or Israel. So if you take away your options to get anything into your little strip of land yep. because you're a douche, yeah. you might you might be hurting, you know? Well, and on top of that, Netanyahu's been just dropping hammers on them since this all started. Like he's not he's been merciless. And 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 rightfully so, right? Like you you you're murderers. You're 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 terrorists. Well the problem is people. the problem I always thought well, and I, you know, look, Hamas is going to always have a problem with Israel, no matter what. Yeah, it's, it's just part of their creed. Yeah. It's like it's like their whole freaking their whole identity is wrapped around their hatred of anybody else besides themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and it's not just like we just hate you and want to never see you again. It's like no, you you can't exist. We don't want you to exist. Period. So that kind of level of idiocy i mean come on you're you're there's no there's no debating that there's no because they've tried they've tried to have talks and everything else over the years so i guess when i look at like in that whole, whole harvard i don't know um, i didn't get a chance to read in this too much but the harvard and um oh the upenn and harvard yeah yeah i'm glad like, she got fired i mean but i'm just like what do you what do you expect you, you got what you deserved 
Look, all right, so I'm going to say this, and anybody, you can argue with me if you want, right? Look, man, I'm not here to argue semantics of what Hamas believes and what Israel believes, but if there is anyone, anyone who thinks that they can openly say it's okay to, with prejudice, eradicate an entire race of people yeah. and and advocate for that genocide— you're out, dude. You're out. You're out. You're on the outskirts of society, my friend, because you have lost your ever friggin' loving mind. Well, it's it's like this. It's like I see this a lot, where a someone will say, and they're saying, "Look, I don't care, but if you don't condemn Hamas, you have no say in anything because you're not saying you're allowing that whole." attitude of eradication of a certain people for being different yeah so so there's a lot of uh, there's this i don't think i might have talked about this on here before but there's a there's a video particularly that was just awesome it was like a uh, a jewish professor was giving this seminar about things and a and um a muslim woman came up and was gonna ask a question and right was totally disagreed with this guy but he said look before we even start do you condemn hamas and she's like, I can't answer that question. And he's like, he went on this little story about, I, I, you know, I'll let you speak, but here's the deal. If you don't condemn Hamas, there's no, you don't, you're not getting a stance here. Yeah. Because you know, he went down this little thing and then he asked her a bunch of questions at the very end. She finally said, would you condemn Hamas? And she's like, no. And he's like, no, sit down. <laughs> you're yeah. not having a voice here. <laughs> well, and here's my thing too. It, you know, I watched that whole thing and I watched Elise Stefanik grill those women and i lost all respect all respect for higher education at that point but when see, you when you allow a small tiny percentage of people and that's what this really is man is it's a very small tiny percentage of the overall population to be so ignorant and so belligerent and so aggregate and how they behave that you allow that behavior to intimidate you you you, you got to go you, you're you're in a position of power you were in a position to stand up and go yes it is wrong to advocate for genocide of an entire race you didn't have to say i love jewish people you didn't have to say i don't like hamas all you had to say was yes it is a horrifying broken shattered terrible ideology to want to to commit genocide on an entire race because i don't necessarily agree with their politics i have and i know a bunch of jewish people i love them to death man oh yeah dude. Uh, oh man now we're not <laughs> and actually a couple of them are um what they call them, messianic jews where they're they're jews who have said the crisis early so i've known a few of both sides right yeah. um and I, I, like it's just it just boggles my mind these people are so so awesome but so whenever especially when i was up in the northeast so being up in the northeast like with my um some of my ex's family and stuff i mean look dude there's there's like some some jewish people in there and they were a stereotypical 
Jewish, like what people commonly stereotype him as, but it was, but a beautiful dude. I mean, like it's, I guess what I'm saying is like, there's no cause to say because you are this, that you deserve death. I've known so many people of different things. Like, you know, like if your religion calls for that kind of thing, you're, you really are in a, piss poor religion and that's it's really stupid well and it's almost like i would rather have i'd rather have somebody believe in nothing than have that right well okay so this digs into what we're going to talk about today and yeah. this digs into what i why i told you what i told you earlier this is how backwards we are morally our how morally broke or how broken our moral compass is sorry about that um we will advocate for the genocide of an entire race based on just their ethnicity, but we will we will not advocate for the eradication of a proven terrorist organization. People that are murderers, psychopaths, yeah. thieves. But these guys over here that are like, just leave us be. We won't advocate for them. And that's why, like what I said to you earlier, I think that culturally – and, and I'm going to say something, and I'm going to be very careful to say this. Right? And here's why I say that. Hamas is a culture. They've created a culture within that organization, right? And whether we agree with it or not, and I do not agree with it, as a matter of fact, I find it disgusting and revolting. Their belief is that it is culturally moral to eradicate Israel, right? Um. And then we have Israel, which is a culture which believes that they have a right to be a nation. They're God's chosen, right? So those are cultures, right? But and and but the reason I say that society has be, I don't think society has always been amoral by any means. But I believe that society has become amoral, and here's why. We are no longer willing and that's the majority of it, whether it's news, whatever it is, we are no longer willing to just call horrifying terrorist actions, horrifying terrorist actions. I have seen people in our government who looked at the pictures of babies being beheaded and burnt, mother pregnant women being hollowed out, the horrible things that were there. And giving a amoral answer in response to seeing and knowing that. Now, some of them have not given amoral answers. Some of them have given, I mean, terrible answers. Like, I'm like, how, how are you representative of any group of people? Some of them have given. But, but society as a whole has become amoral. And the reason I say that is we don't we don't want to recognize anything that's moral we mean society not we as in you and me we want to be i'm trying to figure out the right word for this uh gelatinous centrist where we good bet and then we want to be able to kind of ease into where we think there's going to be less friction. Well, that's anti-morality anyway, because if you hold a moral stance on any level, you're going to have friction, right? I hold the more my moral stance. God is 
the Father. He is holy. He is my. He sent Christ to save me. I'm covered in His blood. And 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 I owe my I owe my very existence to Christ. I get friction for that because I'm taking a moral stance before, regardless of what anybody says out there about what I believe. I stand in my belief, right? I'm not swayed by society. I believe what I believe. That's my culture. That's the culture I'm building in my home. That's the culture I'm wrapping myself around, right? Is this is is the truth? But society doesn't want to be able to do that. And and the reason I say that is you'll hear people say things like, "Well, abortion's not wrong except in these cases." Well, no. Gray is created by people who don't want to recognize black and white. You know what I mean? Truth and false. So they make this gray area. They make this amorphous area where they can go in there and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to tweak this. So it suits a little bit of everybody. Cause I don't want to be pulled in either direction. Does that make sense? I think that's a better way of explaining what I was talking about earlier. Okay. There's a lot. That was a lot. I know, okay. but I, I felt like I needed to give you a better explanation as to what we were talking about earlier. Understood. Understood. Does it make sense to you, though, in any way? Well, I understand you're, why you're saying amoral. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I get that. I wouldn't say immoral. Let me let me. Okay. Before I go there, let me say this. I think that a lot of... Uh, a lot of this stuff in our universities are really just because they're sheltered, spoiled brats. Even the professors are what I'm talking about. Too. Agreed. Yes. Not talking about the students, the professors. They've never had to deal with something like that. Like no one's ever came to their country has tortured them people right in front of them and stuff like that. Yeah. We don't really have that here. We've been pretty sheltered as far as that goes. Yeah, we had 9-11. We've had some bombings and stuff. But I mean, in general, though, not anything remotely as often or as severe as like something like the attacks in Israel. Okay. So when you are that sheltered and spoiled, you don't understand, you really can't understand the, the, the magnitude of those type of things. Like you you just don't, it just, it's just like you are unable to comprehend that you can say, Oh, that's bad. But like, you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is like it's just a very short-sighted, very sheltered view, or and that leads to a misalignment of like your compass, and that it just it just doesn't occur to you that there are severe ramifications, ongoing and perpetuating yeah. ramifications. So one of the okay, one of the things about the universities, and this is where a lot of people like ask the question, like, how did they even get to the point where they're at now? Well, one of those is from a lot of work that KGB KGB did like way back in the sixties. Yeah. You know, they, they surmised that it was like the, the way they could transform and make America weaker is by affecting the institutions that educate the youth. I mean, they seriously had, spies and stuff and influencing these education, these institutions. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not, this is, this is just not me spewing out conspiracy theory. This is actually what, I mean, they actually did this. It's not like this isn't even a hidden thing. I mean, we know that. So 
you you have these ideals of that come from there for one for one reason one reason only to weaken the the moral moral compass of America. Yeah, this has been allowed to go on, and this is where I don't I don't blame so much a political party. I just I, I blame a lot of apathy from all, anybody who allowed this crap to go on. Fair enough. Okay, so 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 what when I look at these things where people go on campuses or whatever and they get they get this response about you know well no you should, palestine should be it still should be palestine and the uh, uh, israel's getting what they deserve because of this and this and this and look i'm not saying that israel has done some things i mean hell us has done bleh, awful things but sanctioning any kind of acts like that it doesn't matter what somebody's done or not done. Those people at that music concert that were really brutally Dude. Uh, raped and, and captured or whatever, they you're talking about these like 20-somethings. They they really deserved or, or they had it coming to them from this or that? These young girls taken and all that kind of stuff, like shot in places that it's, I mean, just screaming. And, I mean, this is horrendous, dude. And you're saying that they that those people deserve no, you're wrong. Oh, it's criminal. It's it's not just criminal. It's abhorrent. It's, it's well, freaking, no. What I mean is, is it's criminal in my mind for them to be okay with that. For me, that's that's yeah, well. To me, that's sociopathic almost. It, it's 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 really insane. It's the same thing where, you know, people come in and like say why you why they have litter boxes in schools in high schools and stuff because it's okay for someone to come in and act like a cat it's insane this is freaking insane there's no justification for that if anything you're 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 kowtowing to a freaking psychological diagnosis that they need some help mm -hmm. and instead you're like letting that perpetuate and get worse yeah no you know, it's, it's the reason why you have all these people getting in trouble at school board meetings when they start reading all these books that are in there now. No. Yeah, they're getting in trouble for it because it's, it's freaking, it is absurd. I digress. So look, the culture itself, and when you talk about, talk about the culture in that you're, you're talking about a culture of a group of individuals or people or region or whatever. Society is really about a population. Mm -hmm. So you can say the culture of the society, right? So the culture we live in, and let's talk about in America, there's like, we have so many different cultures in this country. Mm -hmm. It varies by region, like a lot, you know, you go from uh, the Northeast down to the South, down to like, some of the southern tip of Florida to like text parts of Texas to, to like the Arizona, Nevada. To it, it's it's just it's different everywhere. Louisiana and parts of that is different. So you have all these little pockets of culture, and I mean the the, the culture in some of these places is pretty, which you could what you would call like better for a society than a, than other cultures, but. What is different about a lot of these is that where they base that culture from, okay? Whereas you have the Bible Belt through the southern part, including where we are, like, you know, there's a lot of Christian basis for that culture. But 
And then you have places on the coasts where that's not the case, where it's a very secularist, um, scientific point to push towards culture. Now, there's good and bad in both of those scenarios, depending on who you are, <laughs> because it's all, again, where we sit, there's only one culture that's acceptable, and that's the one where you're living your life like Jesus taught and how you're trying to be more like him every freaking day. Um, you're defending the weak and upholding the truth and, and that kind of stuff. But there's a big portions of the country that that's, that's actually the really small minority I know in like in San Francisco, we had a uh, forgot the NFL linebacker or whoever he came he came, he actually left the NFL to go be a pastor at a church in San Francisco, and he's very much a traditional biblical gospel centered guy, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it it was it was great talking to him for a little bit on the side of that because since I was playing a worship band, I got to be a, you know I was in the green room we could chat. Uh, totally different thing, but let's talk about. I want to take that a little step further, though. Too, um, where can culture truly get bad and be wrong? And here's what I mean. I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, when I did, I had a global uh, what was it called? Global cultures or something like that class. And uh, part of the part of the paper I wrote was about where culture can go completely off the charts. If that's where, if so, if you base your morality on the culture, or you let you, you let somebody just dictate from the society itself and say this is the betterment of society, we're going to follow these rules. That leads to a relativism in itself. That's why we still have places in Africa that have tribes who have this. It's it's really morally good and okay to mutilate little kids. The witch doctors will consider the genitalia of the little little kids powerful medicine, and will mutilate kids in order to have this powerful medicine. That's acceptable in some of these tribes. That's an example of where culture dictated the morality of that being okay. Um. You have cultures back in even as far back as like even even the Vikings. I mean, their culture said it was okay to like do all kinds of thing, you know. Very true. So so you can't you know. So this is where I think that that whole stance of like, well, we're we just want to be and do what we do for the betterment of society, but that's still a human being or beings claiming a certain fundamental. Well, I think right this is I think this is where anti-deity thinking kind of comes in right like you know or or multi-deity thinking and the, and what i mean is when we begin to when we begin to pull back away from what i would consider a moral center and 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 let's talk about any religion let's talk about buddhism let's talk about um muslim let's talk about christian Regardless of where everyone is, there is a focused deity involved in that, right? That or a, many, a, a, or many. Well, here's my problem. I think a good example of this is when you look back at Rome, when it was at its peak, right? Um, if you look at the translation in different sections of the Roman culture they were pretty much moving the deity around to fit the behavior that they wanted, right? 
there was a whole lot of ill-gotten behavior going on in the Roman Empire. They were sleeping with little boys, and it was just it was just awful. But they would kind of juxtapose the 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 god they needed to justify what they were doing at that point, right? So when you get into this multiple deity deity or this or this absence of deity, right? Like you know, you you begin to maneuver yourself into a place where you can justify not having a moral center. Do what and, you want. And, but here's the thing. It's not necessarily do what you want. And here's why I say that. Here's why I say that. The atheists, um, transgender, whatever it is that claims there is no God and there is no, there is no, are still looking for someone to follow. So that's why they go to Instagram. Their deity is whoever's saying what they want to hear on Instagram, right? So that's where the danger comes in, right? Like, even if you're denying Christ, denying Buddha, denying Muhammad, whatever it is, you're built to serve a deity. We are all built to serve. I believe that wholeheartedly. Every man is built to serve. Every person is built by God and built to serve. When you deny that, you will go find it somewhere else. So that's where you have these people that that's where I think what you're talking about. It's all of a sudden, well, I'm not going to follow the deity, whether you consider it too hard or you don't agree with them or whatever your reason is. But Bob over there, man, Bob's passionate. Bob's saying a whole lot of stuff that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It seems kind of extreme, but Bob really seems to be excited. So I'm going to subscribe or like or, you know, yeah. thumbs up. Bob, you're still following someone. You're just not following the right someone. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, but to that point, let me just say this. There's been many atheists I would have rather hang out with than some Christians I know. Okay, I'll say that. Okay, I can I can see that I can see where that's at. Because I mean, the 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 hard part about Christianity is that it's it's really not a religion at all. Yeah, um, and that's that. Some people take that way too far in the realms of like can't do this, can't do that, can't do this, can't do that, can't do this, can't do that, or or choose to berate people over it, um, or just don't follow it at all and it's like a, this huge hypocritical mess yeah there's there there is a like some intelligent people who are who are atheists i don't mind hanging out with them even because a lot of times they they speak intelligently they're not they are they have this tra- <laughs> granted there's like this elitist thing of like you know we know what's best for um, society in general. So we base our actions and everything off of that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, but where does that come from? Well, that's what I'm saying. There, there's not a, there, there, that's what I'm, that's exactly where I'm going is there's still not a, um, there's still not a transcendent point that, that all this comes from. It's still people making this up. Yeah. Okay. Why I said the whole thing though about the hanging out with atheists rather than Christians sometimes because because look 
so, sometimes religiosity gets in the way of of what's really good. And you have a lot of people who do Christianity wrong and who portray it wrong, who get out in the spotlight and shine a light on this wrong aspect of Christianity or, or it's just completely false. And like they're going around saying certain things. Prosperity gospel for one is a huge one now. And that's why a lot of Americans have flocked to this because it's health and wealth. Believe in God and you'll have health and wealth kind of shit. No, <laughs> not what it's about. There's a reason why Paul said have, you know, be, be, uh, uh, it's, there's, there's glory in your suffering. There's, I mean, come on there. Anyway, I guess I'm getting off track a little bit, but, the, but the, unless you have a real transcendent out of humanity point to put your morality from, so pull, I should say pull your morality from, it's still going to be based on a human or a human element. That can be flavored in a way that benefits certain people or not. That's how you get all this nonsense. Now, we talk about Buddha and Hindu and all that. Okay, Buddha, I mean, look, Buddha wasn't an entity. Like, he wasn't a deity. And, and he was just a, uh, a teacher <laughs> who, like, showed people the path to enlightenment through a certain way. Hinduism is another one where there's like all these gods and stuff mm -hmm. that that do certain things and it's it, you know there's the, there's sacred this and sacred that and there's practices and whatever to handle a, a, an explanation of that transcendent reality. Um, Sikhism or Islam or any number of other religions all do the same thing. They have a point where it's a transcendent point where they say, this is where our morality comes from. So on all of those religions, though, there's a person at the end of it who has said they are the prophet. Mm -hmm. They're giving you the, what God told them and they're doing Rastafarianism this. had Haile Selassie, right? Like it was all. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, even Muhammad, when he, it was, it, why, I, this is what I don't understand. Like, Muhammad was basically like this, like, uttering weirdo, like, that just uttered all this stuff and they wrote it down and they said, well, this is from God and this is the way we're going to go. It was, it's bizarre how that started. It's like, why, why would you all of a sudden take this, like, haggard man who's uttering a bunch of stuff and think, I'm going to write all this down and we're going to create a religion from it. It's just weird, right? The the Christian, the, what what I get a lot is like, well, isn't Christian the same? And this is one thing where I say like basing our culture on Christianity is a whole other thing. It's not. The reason why, it's one of the few religions that have who have historical evidence that really go back and it, it's like there hasn't been an archaeological dig that disproved anything in the Bible. Yeah, there's been plenty that have proved things in the Bible. Well, yeah, I mean, like you know, so. even even going back to it's a number of things in way BC that have been proven to be. Oh, yeah, that that was there. Well, here's something, and I might be stepping on a landmine here, but this is where I struggle with Catholicism, right? And this is 
you know, there seems to be a lot of faith put in people. For me, you know, we've got the cardinal, we've got the pope, we've got the priest, we've got the this, we got the that. And in order for you to communicate with God, you got to communicate through these people. Like go to confession and let the priest hear your, and he is going to give you absolution. No, he isn't. Okay. You know, so that's where I like, and I get it. And I use that as an example to say, I understand where you're coming from, where we begin to slide people out front. And, you know, it's funny. I had this discussion. It's been a while back, but I had this discussion because somebody owes, well, isn't, isn't the, isn't your preacher the same thing? And I'm like, no. And here's why he doesn't want me to come to him for absolution. He doesn't want me to come to him and say, oh, leader, can you do this for me? He is encouraging me to read my Bible, to communicate with my God, and to connect and make my relationship with Christ a personal relationship, right? Whereas in other religions, you're leading me to a guy who claims that he's got the answers, very David Koreshian, and you want to tell me that I can't get to my savior unless I go through him, her, whoever it is. And that I, I completely, you're making a really solid point. I really, really appreciate what you just said. Well, here's the deal about, let me, let me say this about the Catholic church. So I know this is veering a little bit off of where we're going, but, but this is important. Everyone started the Christian church in general started as Catholic, Catholic meaning believer. So it's one yes. thing. What happened though, was you had a church, the Catholic church came up and started And you know, once you had Rome become Christian, a Christian thing, that was it that, that really took over. And now you had, you had the emperors and the, the um, like Constantine and stuff now have, the church being at a high level in the, in the, in the scheme of leadership. Mm -hmm. So that propelled the church into a, an entity of itself and became like its own power struggle in there. And so then you look, anybody can, you know, I know this would take um, hours and hours to go through like <laughs> what happened, but let's just say that the Catholic church is not, that we know, okay, let me say this. The Catholic Church we know today is not the New Testament church. It's drastically different than how, oh, for sure, when, when in Acts that was, you, you read in Acts how the church began, that it's not set up the same. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff that they do that's ritualistic, that is talking about how the priests and stuff have to be and everything else. That is not how the New Testament lays out or how Jesus taught people to be. It's not all bad. That's not what I'm, I don't want to say that either, but without getting into like a whole, you know, whole thing, but there, why, why, why does there, this, this, let's talk about the Vatican. The Vatican sits, they have, it's, it's its own country basically in the middle of, of, um, I don't know. It's, it's just, it has its own law in within itself. Right. Mm -hmm. Like once you cross the border into the Vatican, you are now in a different Rule set, <laughs> a law that is theirs, right? The Pope is supposed to be the the 
voice of God kind of thing, like a prophetic type of thing. And, and I mean, no, that's not, you don't need, we don't need that today. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is not, in, in, that's not in the, in, in the conical text. Okay. You, it's exactly what you said. You have to have a relationship with Jesus, but I mean, it's just like, there's, there's a whole lot to that Catholic thing that I just, that, that I, I find disturbing. And I'm not saying Catholics in general are bad. Or, I'm not either. No. That's not, that's not, that, that's not the point. It's just like, it's, there's not a, it's not about a, a, the particular organization or, or whatever. It's, it's, that's not what Christianity is supposed to be about. There's a lot of Catholics though, that have, that have like real gospel centered, um, thinking and everything else that, that is completely cool. Yeah. But you know, I've, I've always had a problem with the Eucharist, what they call that, which is where they, they, they claim that when you take confession, the, the bread actually becomes Jesus' body. The, the wine actually becomes his blood. So you're actually like eating flesh and drinking blood type of stuff of his. I've always had a problem with that. Cannibalism is nowhere in the Bible. There's like, it's, it's pretty much forbade. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Why would you, you – you're not going to do that. Well, for me, for the thing that, that bugs me about it is, all right, so Christ was sacrificed by God. We were covered in his blood. And why were we covered in his blood? Because God can't look upon sin. So for him to see us, to see – he sees his son when he looks at us once we accept our salvation. Well, if there are men in the world that can speak, act, and perform – as Christ would perform, doesn't that annul the fact that he was sacrificed? Yep. And for it completely me that, negates. It completely negates the sacrifice of Christ. Yeah. And I don't understand, you know, and, and here's the thing. I've never had a, a cat sat down and talked with a Catholic that could explain it to me. It's always, it's very shrouded almost when they speak about it. And and I and I and I want to understand. Like like, I'm always the guy that I want to hear what you have to say. You know, but when you're when you're not giving me, yeah, you know, you're 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 like, well, I mean, I've heard several different reasons, none of them that made a whole lot of sense. But and and I know plenty of Catholic people that are just beautiful, wonderful people. I do, absolutely no issue with those people or what they you know what who they are but i just i don't understand like i can't like and no matter how much i study i can read plenty about catholic history yeah but no matter what i study i can't get or understand where we came to that point where it was you know but i know this is a giant rabbit trail i know but i was just thinking about that today so 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 but here's here talk about culture though yeah there's even different cultures in the catholic church the organization of the Catholic church for sure. Let's talk about the Roman Catholic church. That's like, you know, the Pope and everything else. I mean, you have all these sects who do these different things who who like have this own, their own, this is their rule book. This is their, you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating how much, how much difference there are in all these different sects of like uh, monks and nuns and how one will do this. One will do this. It's really, it's, it's, it's interesting for by far, but there's still like, there's still a culture there that it's inspired by the Catholic church itself. Yeah. So, you know, there you have just bringing us back to the culture point there. You have a, a, an organization who's defining the culture of these different things by, 
certain things that they're saying is from God through the church. So, you know, now, now, now let's see, getting back to this. So when we, when we say, when I talk about culture, so if you look around and say like, how, why was part of the, part of the reason why America has been so successful is because of its influence from Christianity. Now, a lot of people argue this and you hear this all the time, but you can't, you know, that whole like separation church and state bothers me, bothers me more. It's so funny. It was from a letter from Jefferson, uh, from Thomas Jefferson, but he never said exclude religious ideas from the government. He never said that. He just, you know, matter of fact, 80% of the founding fathers were a Christian of some sort. Mm-hmm. You're not, they, they're not going to in, in have laws and stuff that don't reflect that particular viewpoint. That's not how it works. Well, the founding of our country was pretty much based on the escape from religious persecution, yeah. right? Like, so, I mean, I mean, <laughs> like, um, so I, I, here's a question, Reggie. I have a question. Question, sir. Question to the uh, professor. I'm going to get your name is the professor. Okay, so you're saying that culture and society are in some ways one and the same. As far as where I was talking about one being amoral, one being depending on your culture, where your morality lies. Okay. Okay. Do you think that one can have a pro- profound effect on this on the direction of the other so an example would be i've seen a lot and this is it's been really sad to me as i've seen this i've seen a lot of christians who through these last few i say two years break away and leave the church mm-hmm. and and go join the world now why Why do I personally believe that? I'll tell you why I personally believe that. Um, it's really easy to believe that everything's just okay and nothing's bad. That's the easiest thing in the world to do. I'm just going to throw my hands up. Everybody do what they want. You're cool. You want to be a woman? Be a woman. Even though you're not a woman, be a man. Even though you're not a man, be a man. Everybody, you know, Hamas, cool, whatever, right? It's easy to do that. It's easy not to wear armor. Armor's heavy. It's easy to not believe in anything. But the hardest thing in the world is to ingrain something into you and stand for it and defend it and get behind it and say, I believe this, I support this, and I and even when I'm I'm heading downwind, right? Like I, the winds in my face, and I'm getting battered. I'm gonna stand my ground. Think about the greatest people in history, Reggie. They stood for something. Now they might they may not have been right. They may have been wrong, but they still stood for something. But do you believe that one can have a direct effect on the other going either way? Like can. Can a can a small culture of people affect society or can society destroy a small culture of people by drawing it into apathy? Both. 
I mean, you can have you can have a small number of people because of the way their culture has become successful in some way that other people in the society turn around and look at go, how do you do that? And all of a sudden you're influencing a larger group of people by the same token, you can have a societal sway into a smaller culture where that smaller culture just lets go of their own and takes up what the societal norm is. So, and I'll say this, when you talked about it being offensive or whatever, putting on your, I mean, I always think about Ephesians 6, about put on the full armor of God. One thing that has been effective from this, this whatever, how, whatever goes, um, it's, it's okay. Love is love. Happiness is everything kind of thinking is there, they, they attack rigorously anybody who has a different or a, 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 a view that is, says that that's wrong. And they've done this over the years. We know that. I mean, like this goes, it, it was particularly when I'm talking about like what was hot and heavy in my lifetime was the um, gay marriage discussions. If you, if you said you were not for gay marriage, you were rigorously attacked by um, by those who are for it, like wasn't even, I mean, you know, just chewed up, tried to be because, you know, you had social media coming up at that point and you had a lot of things and it was like, you know, if you said something, you were going to get trounced on yep. and you really had to be firm in your conviction. You had to be convicted, you know, of what you believe to keep, keep your head up. Otherwise you were going to get trounced on. Well, they've done that pretty much every point in that discussion. One thing that was said when this was all going down was that this is a slippery slope. You start here, it's going to keep going. What has happened? It has it's kept, kept going. going. Yep. There's not been nothing but proof that people who had my sensibilities like yours were right. That it just keeps going. And it keeps getting more ridiculous, more immoral. All, every chance it gets. Yeah. And it's up to, it's up to people to really pull up their pants, cinch up their belt and just say what, say the truth. This is wrong. Well, I mean, and, and, and I think another aspect of this is I think we've gone beyond societal ignorance at this point, right? Like there are still tribes and places in the, in the world where societal ignorance is a legitimate excuse, meaning they're not near society. So whatever their traditions or whatever they're involved in, that's all they know. Right. But when you talk about mainstream, when you talk about the day to day, I mean, like I hear things and, and when I hear them, it just, it just, it blows the back of my head off when I hear people say things like, "It's okay to, 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 to transition your nine-year-old," and then, and then behind that, I hear, "Oh, and it's okay for them to have to start puberty blockers," and, and, and totally ignoring 
you know, let's take the religious aspect out of it. Totally ignoring the science. Totally ignoring the science. Purity blockers are not reversible in every way. They have a long, they have a lasting effect. But, you know, all of these things. And now you have these detransitioners that are coming out. Chloe Cole, man. She's getting, she's very supportive, but she's also getting crucified because she just came out and said, I made a mistake. My, my, my parents weren't on their game and they listened to this quack doctor and allowed him to do this to me. I will spend the rest of my life suffering after effects. Psychologically, physically, right? And, and we look at that and go, doesn't matter. We're right. Okay. You're wrong. We, what people don't understand is that gender, the idea of gender didn't come about until, until it became a philosophical point. It wasn't a scientific point that said there was gender. It was a philosophical thing. Yeah. There's, that's a big difference, man. There's not, it's not, sex was scientific. The biology was you had a male and a female. Yeah. Then you had somebody philosophically come around who was a Marxist, by the way, who said the concept of gender. And that got so messed up and just twisted. It's just like, no, no. <laughs> well, and if you look at the history of, of the concept of gender, when it began to be toyed with, um, the guy who kind of led the charge on, you know, gender and transitioning was a pederast. It was, it was, he was a, and, and what, and, and it's all, and here we go again, it's all been proven. This isn't, this isn't me going, I think he was, this is all proven. Yet we ignore it, right? Like, like, here's the thing. Gen, the gender theory, right? In my opinion, it's like discussing the theory of relativity in a sense of it's a theory, right? It doesn't have any science behind it. Um, it's It would be like me going, I, I want to discuss coffee bean theory. Um, I don't have any facts. I don't have any relevant data. It's just a theory. Yeah. Well, right. And, and I think that that I think when we get when we talk about gender theory and gender <laughs> identity, I think gender identity. I think it used to be gender theory. And for them to try to make a relevant argument, it became well, we're going to take theory out. and We're going to put identity in because identity has identity has meaning. Theory does not. Right. So, but okay, but but let's let's pull this back a little bit because I think it's not it's not just the whole, not just the whole like sex or or gender discussion. Culture itself, though, now has put a really unrealistic um. The def definition of even roles within the family, yeah. you know, I think that's in its form purpose. If you ask me, you have men who are being attacked for being mm -hmm. toxic, 
which is horse crap. Which the, that doesn't know how I feel about that. Yeah, we've already talked about that. But the the you have women who are being pushed to do things they don't want to do, or or they they think they do whatever. But you know, I I, I saw somewhere um, this one older lady. She was like. I, she was like, I don't even know what the problem is. Like, we lobbied for all this stuff for women, and we won. And now all of a sudden, it's it's not good enough. Like, why? <laughs> and it's, I mean, you know, look, there's there's a point. This is why it is so important to have this transcendent, a transcendent <laughs> look about who you are, what your purpose is, what your role how are you supposed to act? Because you alleviate this human variable that ends up messing it all up. Yeah. And we know from his story how messed up it can get. Well, and on top of that, what what we want ain't always what's good for us, right? So and and what does our human what does our most basis desire want? It wants what's going to make us happy in that moment. Well, Let's let's talk about this too. I want to make this point too because because this is there has been atheists themselves who have said, uh, and I forgot who it was who said, um, they wanted Christianity to be in Africa, and they said this. Be in in the reason for that. There's a background of like if you, there's a whole study on this too about like how the Christian moral standards actually elevated like culture and society to a point where it was more productive, more free, um, everything. Like it led to the civilizations we have today because of the way it is, because how, what the freedom is and all this stuff. Right. Okay. So he was saying as this atheist, like, look, you need to bring more Christianity into Africa so you can have them get up, you know, have them experience the same type of civilization increase that the, you know, most of the world has seen. Yes. Right. Um, I'm looking something up right now. That's okay. But, but I mean, this is, this is it. I mean, the, the point, there's a point here where all of the basic moral standards and stuff we have today go back to a religious starting point. Yeah. And just as a, Point of order. Christianity first arrived in North Africa in the first and early second century. The Christian communities in North Africa were among the earliest in the world. Legend has it that Christianity was brought from Jerusalem to Alexandria on the Egyptian coast by Mark, one of the four evangelists in 60 AD. That's from the BBC UK. Um, you know, and, and here's one of those things, too, that and, and that kind of denotes that. All of the people that are anti Religious morality. You notice how they all know who we are? You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, you notice how yeah. they're not anti, they're not anti-Muslim. Well, they, oh, okay, but they, okay. You do have to separate that out because there are like, you have the guys. We have some. Okay. The, well, the leader, the really the outspoken thought leaders of atheism are. Well, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about outspoken atheists because because look, man, you and I both know we've talked to atheists that legitimately, as far as their argument goes, has their game together, right? Like they're arguing from a point where they've educated themselves as best they can, right? They're not trying to come at you with cause, you know, yeah. But 
looking at like looking at most of the people in society who are anti-religion and they're not anti-religion they're anti-christian well okay the layman sure yeah so but but you here's what i find about those people though they're they've really been there's an event there's something that happened that turned them against Christianity, whether it was a family thing or, a, or whatever. Or something was taken from them something. and they blamed yes. a religious entity. Yes. So, so I mean, that's, that's, I mean, if you, if you get down to brass tacks, that's usually what happens. And they haven't let go of that anger towards God in order to say, in order to be open to the possibility to say that. But, you know, that's not everybody. I'm not saying that either. No. Well, but, here's, here's where I'm coming from, right? Like, I think you and I know each other very well, Reggie. I think you know who I am. I think you know where my heart lies, and I know where yours lies. And when I hear someone who is anti-religion talk about why they're anti-religion, usually guys like you and me don't fit their description, right? Um, I ain't hitting anybody with a Bible. I ain't out here trying to tell you don't live that way. I'm out here just saying, man, I know a better way. Right. Um, you and I both have friends that are not Christians. Yep. That are good people and that we consider friends. Um, and they're clear on who we are and we're clear on who they are. And, you know, we're always there for them and we'll be there for them. And it, I'm trying to figure out where in this stretch of society Maybe you can give me clarity on this because you you're very well versed in Christian history. Um, where did that become the overarching image of what we are, right? Because I have a lot of people that I know because of what I believe probably have a pretty negative thought pattern about me as an individual without knowing anything about me, right? So where did that? culturally and societally come from that's a that's a recent phenomenon though so okay. that's not been something that's been like historically well, i mean because historically if you go back for we were persecuted for being that way yeah well it wasn't it wasn't a matter of like de- demonizing whatever they did they were killing us yeah but right now they're where did the demonization of i think this start? this this i think this really goes back and this is just me talking i don't I don't really – the new <laughs> – or this century Christian church uh, history is really not something that – it's it's been written about, but it's nothing I've, like, taken the time to study. But but from my um, – what I'll say is in my lifetime, where I've seen this really come about is when you you had two events, gay marriage, and you had the priests that were molesting kids, Okay. I think both of those events propelled Christianity into a different ideal um, that I think have just been escalated over the, since then, you know? Um, And, and I think a lot of, a lot of it has to do with like, because, because Christianity isn't really like a, there's so much different people. There's so, so many ways people actually 
like they'll say they're Christian, but they're not <laughs> that really, or, or, you know, that, that, uh, just holier than thou guy or that, that redneck who just yells the stuff because he's, you know, whatever. So you have the, you have that kind of thing that's influenced stuff. And you, you had social media that propelled all of that. Um, because in general, I think you, you, you'll find that the, while the, the, there's not a lot of keyboard warrior Christian people. Yeah, there's not. Right. You don't see that many of those guys who are like spend most of their time online typing away, fighting injustices and stuff as a, from a Christian perspective, because it's, it, it, it's really not, it's dominated by the, uh, the other, the secular side of that coin or, or, or something like that. It I mean, it really is. Now can, you can say that that's probably from a result of these platforms being, uh, owned and administered by the secularist side of the coin. Like, you know, all, all there's not a major, I shouldn't say not, but you know, as far as I know, the major technological social media platforms and such are, you know, they're owned and operated by those who have a secularist worldview. So, you, you know, even, even Google, Google's not, anywhere close to a Christian organization or anything like that. Right. So I think from those couple of those couple events through social media and stuff, I mean, that's just where it's, that's why it's been propelled that way. The more you have people who actually take a stand and say, this is wrong and call you out on your crap, the, the, you know, you feel lesser and lesser secure in how you feel, but the more people you got out there clicking buttons and stuff and saying how good this stuff is and how wrong that is. And it, it, it's going to make those people who have that side of the view feel better about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's just from my take on kind of how all that stuff has been propelled as such. And, and really, I think you can, you can look at social media, how, how it's affected culture. Has it been good? You know, I, I live two different. I have. I, I, that's so hard to answer, honestly. I mean, how do we? You know, there are so many. I, I'd say there's so many good things that have come from having social media, right? Like, um, you know, being able to connect to loved ones who are far away, things like that. But I do think there is a dopamine driven chemical dependence on social media instagram twitter tiktok facebook whatever it is right there's a dopamine driven addiction where people and i call it an addiction because of this the behavior pattern right i mean how many people do you know that have posted something and look every two minutes to see if someone's responded and when you ask them why, they don't really know why. They'll give you some kind of pat answer. Yeah. But, you know, I think there's, I think there, I think like anything else, and people all the time go, well, you know, only drug addicts and alcoholics can be addicted. Absolutely wrong. You can be addicted to gambling. You can be addicted to driving fast. You can be anything that causes your body to release dopamine to give you a rush. You can become addicted to. Sure. Right. Um, so I think there is this legitimate, legitimate dopamine addiction that comes along with, you know, oh, did somebody watch my Instagram video? Did somebody, you know, and, and, and 
I, I think it's I think it's both. I think I think you know, like my wife, she's connected to friends that she went to high school with, and she she chats back and forth with them. And but she's not really on there a whole lot, right? Me, I use it for my business a little bit, and you know, our page. You know, outside of that, I don't really care. Um, but I do know a lot of people who, man, they just compulsively, compulsively access social media. So on that side, I think it's terrible. And I think the problem we have now is we have parents that are allowing kids access to social media at such a young age that it's become very, very ingrained in their minds very early in life. Yeah. Um, I still do not allow my kids to have a Facebook page. I still do not allow them to have Instagram because they're going to get enough of that exposure when they're adults. Right now, they're kids. I want them to be kids. Yeah. Right. I want them to have fun. I want them to have a good time. I want them to go see friends and and enjoy life. Right. But that's not what's <laughs> happening. So. That's my yeah. Opinion, our, you man. know, there's there's people there's girls and stuff. My daughter's a you know seven or eight years old who have phones and stuff. It blows me away, man. Like, wh- why why are you doing that? Really? Do they really need a where where are they going where they need a phone? Yeah. By themselves. Yeah. What what? And I've heard that excuse too. Well, in case they get lost. What? What in case your eight year old gets lost? Uh yeah, they have they have they have watches that are made for the kids who mm-hmm. have GPS trackers in them. Get them one of those. Yeah. But not a phone. No. Well, I mean, look, man, the, the, here's the deal. Culture can be good and bad and you can, you can influence culture good and bad. Um, I, I think that, you know, we, right now we're in a, it's just been a circus of just bizarre, um, ideology. And, uh, you know, even the political landscape is just such a weird, place we have we have so many <laughs> this is what's funny we have so many of these conspiracy theories that have been proven true <laughs> yes very true <laughs> it's like and then and then people just disregard it's like it's like they're so blind to like the the actual stuff that's going on it just blows me away and it, but it's the same thing with like the cultural stuff and it's like you know i just don't, i don't understand I, I just don't and it's just because it's just I'm not, I wasn't raised that way. I don't believe the way I, I just don't see how you could look at some of this stuff and go, that's okay. I like being like, for instance, having a culture where you say a certain perspective is not allowed to speak somewhere that blows me away. Oh yeah. I I don't understand that. Like, I don't care what viewpoint it is. I can get into the whole freedom of speech. I know. But like, why would you, why would you do that? Why would you, what, how, let me, let me say this. How weak are you that you think words carry the same violent act as a physical one? How weak really are you? Well, and that's the that's the thing too. This 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 persona of here's what I would say. All right, and and I want anybody who's listening to this consider this a challenge. Consider this something to think about. Your ideology is so fragile and so easily damaged that if someone verbally disagrees with you, 
you feel like there's been an act of violence committed against you, what I would encourage you to do is really sit down and go, how strong is this ideology? Do I really, am I really that invested? If you can just disagree and I feel damaged in some way. It makes no sense. Because here's the thing with me. Oh, you don't like the fact that I'm a Christian? Oh, you think I'm stupid for believing in God? Okay, well, I'm going to go get a sandwich and take a nap. You have a great day. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to break down emotionally. I'm not going to, you can't, I, but, but here's the thing too, Reggie, and here's something that, something I truly believe. Words only have power if you allow them power. That's true. So you're allowing the power of words to scar you in that way, that tells me that your ideology, your ideology is not as strong as you think it is. No. Um, well, I, or, or, I, I love the the people who are flipping out because of the wrong pronoun used, dude. That well, have, have makes you noticed? me laugh hysterically. Yeah, like, you, you know, mischief. And here's what really makes me mad. The ones that go into restaurants and set up their camera and try to trap people. Why? Why? Because you want attention. Sure. That's it. This isn't about you being misgendered. If you need, if you feel the need to go into a restaurant and set up your phone and then post you having a hissy meltdown because let I mean let's be honest, you, you got an Adam's apple that sticks out an inch and and nobody's going to be fooled into thinking that you're a woman and then a, a poor server who's trying to make a living comes up and misgenders you and you thrash them over it. How weak is your ideology? How weak are you as an individual that you will not? You chose the ideology. We didn't choose it for you because it's a psychosis. I know, but, but that's the thing, but it goes, we didn't choose it for you. You chose it for yourself. So what you're telling me is I chose such a fragile and weak ideology that it's it's easily destroyable. I, I really go back to the whole whole thing and where it says like, you know, this the God put the sense of what's good and evil in every single person. Yep, I agree. It's in there, and when you have something conflicts like that, it will drive you insane. And, and here's something also. And I, and I say this too, what I really, I don't want to say I love it because that's the wrong phrase, but what I really get a kick out of is some of these old school homosexual gay lesbians that are coming out and they're like, yeah, yeah, we're gay and you need to stop it. Like you're being ridiculous. Like, like we we are gay. We live our lives how we choose to live our lives. We're not out here, you know, shaking our hoo-hoos in the middle of the street in front of kids and doing ridiculous stuff. You are embarrassing the people that fought for our rights for all those years by acting the way. You're, when your own people are calling you out and saying, hey, dude, no. Well, look. But it, do you see what I'm saying? Like that there's a, there's, I feel like, I feel like 
and and I say this and I say this very carefully, I feel like we're getting, you know, when you first flush the toilet and everything's swirling at the edge, you're like, is that ever going to go down? I think we're halfway down and it's almost gone, right? Like there's no more water left in the toilet. But that's not, look, it's not like there's all hope is lost either. I mean, let me just say that, man. I mean, you have a lot of people who have their heads on straight. I mean, there's so many people. Um, I, I, I just, it's just, I, I don't know if this is like a phase or if it's some kind of, I don't know until, I guess, until we see these, I guess until we get these institutions and stuff brought like where there's more of a critical thinking methodology behind it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we are, we're stuck, but we are. Well, but, I don't even think it's about critical me- thinking. I think it's, a. I think it's just until one. we can get these institutions back to the point where they welcome the entire spectrum of speech, thought, background, all those things. And you can talk about them freely without having, you know, bricks thrown through the window of your car and being run off campus. I think that that's, that's, that's the missing link, right? Well, and it, I'll tell you, I'll say this, man, Chris, when um, I was watching this Christopher Hitch and John Lennox debate, um, it was six years ago because Hitch, Hitchens died I don't remember what he did. He died a while ago, right? Um, but even they were like talking about like the, one of the questions was like what to Christopher Hitchens from the crowd was like like um, what do you, what do you do if you're in an institution and um, your your viewpoints or something uh, change and then you know it's conflict with the institution? Um, what do you do, kind of thing? I, that's a poor paraphrase of what the question was, but. Both John Lennox and Christopher Hinchin said institutions should be a place where that is the should be a place where different viewpoints, different ideologies are welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you should never feel like at that level, like especially if you're talking like a college at that level, there should they should that should be what propels new thought new discovery that because that's what has throughout history. So you're, I mean, is, is have things slowed down with as far as like philosophical thought and uh, scientific discovery? Yeah. Why? Because we're excluding ideologies and beliefs and ways of thinking in these institutions. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, again, Look, you can be whatever you want to be. It's the beauty of living in America. That freedom is yours. But there's a point where wrong is wrong. And I think what we're seeing with this whole UPenn, Harvard thing is they're starting to discover that they're way over the line. Right. Like you've now you've gone from being at the line and wanting to combat ideologies to being way, way over the line. And now we're and then this this UPenn president who got tossed. What did you again? What did you expect? When you were asked a direct question. Does does calling for the genocide of Jews violate your bullying and harassment policy on your campus and you cannot ask that you cannot answer that question directly how far have you fallen yeah 
I mean, right? It's, so, it's absurd. But I mean, because they're hidden behind that institutional firewall that yeah. they think they are, and and they just found out that they don't get to be hidden behind it as safely as they thought. No, well, they shouldn't. And and you know, I just feel like you know, I feel like you know, my great grandfather used to say, "This country is rotting is rotting morally." He used to say that this country is rotting morally. I. Th- I don't know if I believe that any more now than I believed it then, but I can certainly say that morally this country is taking a beating. <sighs> Man. Well, look, you know, I guess I guess the point is there is a unique way to look at the culture and to affect culture, and that's through the lens of a Christian worldview. Yeah. It is unique. It's not the same as the other religions. It doesn't have the same historicity as the other religions. The, the whatever other big words you want to throw in there. But I'm just saying it's it is unique. It has affected our civilization as a whole to the positive effect over the last hundreds and hundreds of years. So it's brought civility to the places where there wasn't civility. It's it's really propelled the institutions we have today to where they are most, almost everything we have as far as medicine and education has come from that perspective, from that perspective. It's not been from anything else. It's been from a Christian or a Catholic or whatever kind of persuasion. That's what's propelled everything to where we are now. You cannot suddenly decide, well, now that we're here, we're just going to throw it away. That is not going to work. Yeah. So, you know, there's a reason why, because there's a transcendent point to validate the morality that we use each and every day. You take that away and you're going to, you're going to get stuck with a relativism that doesn't, doesn't work at all. Excuse me. So, well, I think we've pounced on uh, that through different avenues. I think so. From every different way. I enjoyed this discussion. I really did. <laughs> as I usually do. I've been so busy, man, with the with my big paper. I, I haven't been able to like do too much. So it's it's good to like just chat about something. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um well, I think we're done. We are, buddy. We are done. Catch us on Facebook, um, YouTube. YouTube, you know, make sure you subscribe and and, and oh 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 for our podcast people, apologies about the, I guess, not saying anything about the people who listen to this on a podcast because we didn't, we did all those reaction videos. Yeah. And they're not posted over there to the podcast. <laughs> so there's like this big space between the podcast people that are going to say like, where, where'd that come from? So I guess um, apologies to that because there, there was, there was like this, there was a whole bunch of these little videos we put out about reacting to these music tunes and stuff that, uh, that got some attention, but they, 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 it wasn't suitable for a podcast. So we just stuck yeah. them on YouTube. So those are listening on a, on the podcast. Um, I, I didn't even, I didn't even think to say anything regarding that. Uh, well, I mean, there, so, you know, and, and we're in the, we're still in kind of the infancy of this podcast, right? So sure we're, we are. we're, we're learning and growing. And, and first thing I want to say is I really appreciate everybody who listens, right? Cause we really are just trying to project a voice of of where we're coming from and 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 I appreciate the people that 
respond and don't like it, I, I, I welcome that discussion, right? I welcome the opportunity. I really wish you guys, if you if you think we're wrong or you want to challenge us, I really wish you would reach out, you know, because we want we want to have that engagement. We want to have those conversations. We 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 appreciate you, um, and your input, even if it's not agreement with yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, right? just just understand that we're not. This is not our full time job. This is like something we do for fun. Um, and so if you really want to get into like a discussion about this or that, or want proof of this or that, I I, I may not have time to like. Yeah. Go dig into the, the the resources that I've studied or whatever to find you the specific books or passages for whatever. I'm just saying, I'm throwing that out there because it's just a, you know, um, we, we both have difficult time yeah. management things. We, well, we and also remember that, with. and I tell everybody this, and this including my kids, uh, Google it. Well, it's not just Google, though. I mean, this is <laughs> what I mean by that. I mean, because there's certain, there's certain, I mean, what? Well, I've I've had the the incredible opportunity of being able to go to a top flight university and study apologetics. So like it's like um, there's a lot of things that you're not going to find on Google. You know. Yeah, that's um, true. So, so I mean, it's just anyway. That's just the way it is. But all right, we're uh, we're Army Talks. That's right. This is Reggie. I'm Brian. This is Brian. See you later. See you.